You're listening to the Burke and Ms. The Wiz Montalban Fantasy Football Podcast, the place I go to get my fantasy fulfilled. The best analysis, advice, and opinions on fantasy football that you can't find anywhere else. Let the fantasy begin. Hi, you're listening to Ms. Montalban. I'm here today to bring you the latest signings, injuries, and breaking news. Thank you for joining me. Let's get started. You know, it's uh, been a pretty slow news week this week, and not a lot's been going on, but uh, I guess no news is good news. And uh, in regards to that, uh, the biggest story of the last couple days has been Paul Horning. He died at 84. Green Bay Packers legend, Hall of Famer, and yeah, one of the all-time greats. Most people that are watching football now don't remember him because he was playing back when our grandparents and parents were playing or watching football. So uh, there's not much I can add to that except for everyone knows the name. He was a great player and uh, he is no longer with us. And, uh, you know, condolences to his friends and family. Matt Nagy is the next line of news. He's handing off play calling duties to Bill Lazor the offensive coordinator for the Bears, and this is a great move. This should have been done a long time ago. The Bears' offense has been stuck in mud for almost two years now. They're they're not doing anything. They look horrible. They're costing the team games, and it can't look any worse than what it does right now. So Bill Azor, if, if you can't fix it or at least make the Bears' offense look a little bit better, then really that just shows that the talent on that offense uh, is an NFL caliber, and they really need an overhaul. Uh, but yeah, again, it can't look any worse than what it does now. So this is a good move for the Bears, and hopefully this, you know, has some kind of renaissance. Uh, you know, it's going from the dark ages to the renaissance period, and you're gonna have Michelangelo's and Leonardo da Vinci's and everything uh, touching up on this uh, this play calling and making it uh, a work of art because uh, that's what the Bears need right now. If, if they can even have a halfway decent offense, this is a playoff team. And uh, they can actually make some noise because defense wins championships. Uh, Chris Hubbard, he was placed on the COVID list, the offensive tackle for the Browns. That's unfortunate, but uh, that's you know par for the course this football season. You, you get the people that are uh, get on the list and then uh, get off the list. And speaking of getting off the list, Ben Roethlisberger is cleared to play, so he should be available for that Cincinnati Bengals game. And that really is about it. You know, Justin Jackson, he's going to be out for the Chargers, so take note of that. Um, everyone likes Kalen Balage, but everyone's got to remember that Trim, uh, Tremaine Pope is back, and he did a lot of damage against the Broncos, so he would probably be the better play in my eyes. I don't think Joshua Kelly is going to be relevant. I think uh, Pope is going to be the guy. So take note of that if you need a, a guy in a pinch for your flex spot. Pope might be a good pickup to uh, consider in in this matchup. Um, and Aaron Jones, he's going to play. Nick Chubb, he's going to play. He's still on IR, but he should be released from IR tomorrow. And you set your fantasy lineups accordingly. Nick Chubb's going to be the guy, and he has a juicy matchup this week against the Houston Texans. So he... Uh, uh, he should definitely be played in all formats in this one. And that is about it for the news. So let's move on to the 
this week's Sunday afternoon and Sunday night previews. Who do I start this week? What's the point spread? What are the injuries? Should I bench this guy? I don't know what to do. Man. I just hope I win. The Burke and Ms. the Wiz Montalban Weekly Preview. Starting now. This first game we're going to preview for the Sunday afternoon games is the battle of the rookie QBs. It might be a ongoing rivalry between these two uh, quarterbacks, and this is the first of many uh, competitions between them. The Los Angeles Chargers at Miami Dolphins. The Dolphins are favored by two and a half points. You got Tua Tagovailoa, you got Justin Herbert, and I'm taking the Dolphins and giving up the points. The reason for this is the Chargers are traveling all the way to the East Coast. They have trouble no matter where they they are uh, in regards to finding a way to lose at the end. And I could easily see the Dolphins winning by three or more. But uh, it's going to be close, don't get me wrong. I'm not trying to say this is going to be a blowout. But having said that, for the Los Angeles Chargers, who you're starting, who you're sitting. Uh, Tremaine Pope, running back, is supposed to be back for the Chargers. So if that's the case, I really don't like Kalen Balazs. Uh, if Pope doesn't play, I do like Kalen Balazs. Regardless, I don't like Joshua Kelly. No matter what happens, Joshua Kelly seems to be the second fiddle in the backfield, and he just doesn't give you enough points and enough opportunities. And to be honest, he hasn't produced like I thought he would, and he was one of those guys that everyone built up in kind of the uh, preseason to say that he would be the uh, 1B to Austin Eckler's 1A, and I haven't seen it. I, I, I don't think he's as good as advertised, and, I mean, he, he's a serviceable back, but not what uh, I think a lot of people were, were thinking when uh, they were hyping him up at the beginning of the season. And it just goes to show you that, you know, they bring in Kalen Balaj, who's basically they got off the street and decided to play him more with, than Joshua Kelly and give him more opportunities. So uh, just saying on that regard, uh, Kalen Balaj would be a good play, but if Tremaine Pope's available... He seemed to be the guy they used most often in Denver, and uh, then he got hurt. So uh, he would be the guy for sure. And probably past this week, it's going to be irrelevant because Austin Eckler's close to getting back, and once he's back, he's he's going to be the uh, the cog in this offense. So um, Keenan Allen, I would start him as well. But outside of Keenan Allen and uh, uh, Tremaine Pope, there, there's really not a lot of other options that I would uh, uh, go for on the on the Chargers. You know, I'd be obviously said bench Joshua Kelly, Mike Williams. I like him, but in this matchup, I don't. I'd be benching him. And then Hunter Henry. Hunter Henry is another guy that uh, this isn't a good matchup for him against the Dolphins. And 
they've been using Donald Parham uh, on top uh, of that as well. So just opportunity-wise, Hunter Henry's uh, opportunities have decreased a little bit, and uh, they're using both of their tight ends. And in a bad tight end matchup, I just don't like Hunter Henry. Dolphins, there's a lot to like in this matchup. Tua Tagovailoa, you're going to be starting him. Chargers give up a lot of points to the quarterback, and this could be Tua's breakout. He really hasn't had that game where he just dominated. And uh, not that I think he'll dominate this matchup, but I think he'll give you a, a you know 250 to 300 yards and a couple touchdowns in this. So that's what you're hoping for. In regards to running back, Matt Breida. I really like Matt Breida if he's the, the guy. But he is injured, so if he doesn't play, Salvin Ahmed, he got a lot of action late for the Dolphins. And it's really just, you know, who's ever left? Like, let's look, uh, let's scour the uh, the bench. Uh, who's that guy over there? Salvin Ahmed, let's put him in. But, sir, he's not even a running back. I don't care, put him in. We need somebody. And uh, they'll probably go to him again if uh, Brita uh, isn't able to play to uh, their standards. I, I don't know. Uh, it's, it's kind of a messy situation with Gaskins on IR. And... Uh, but yeah, the Dolphins have a lot of uh, a lot of options. Uh, Jakeem Grant, I like him a lot in this one, just because you know Isaiah Ford was traded away. Preston Williams is on IR. There's not a lot of other receivers outside of Devontae Parker, and I don't like Devontae Parker. I think he's a bench, just because the Charger secondary is not great, but. Uh, I do think they'll be able to lock up that number one receiver, so that will leave a lot of room for Jakeem Grant, especially if they leave him in that slot where he's most effective, and uh, he can he he can have a, a really good game in this one. Um, you're sitting, the man, Devontae Parker, like I mentioned, and that's really about it. There's there's not a lot of other Dolphins. I mean, you're pretty much starting all the other Dolphins. Mike Kosicki, you're starting. This is a good matchup for tight ends. And, uh, you know, you've been waiting for Mike Kosicki to have that breakout. And he's close. You're like, give me that breakout. This is a good matchup for you, Mike Kosicki. This is your week. And then it isn't his week. So here's another one. He has another opportunity. And let's just hope he, he takes advantage of it. But regardless, even though I don't think Justin Herbert has a good game in this one, this will be a, a fun matchup just to see the, uh, the two rookies kind of battle it out. This next game is a division rivalry game. It is the Denver Broncos at the Las Vegas Raiders. The Raiders are favored by four and a half points, and I'm going with the Raiders here. You know, I've been picking Denver quite a bit lately, and uh, they pulled through a couple times, disappointed me a couple times, but Raiders at home, I, I think they beat the Denver Broncos by four and a half or more points. So, uh, starting sitting wise for the Broncos, you're starting Drew Locke. This is a great matchup for Drew, Drew Locke. The, the Raiders defense isn't anything to write home about. They're actually been pretty poor. So they've given up a lot of points to the quarterback, running back, receiver, basically everybody. So in this matchup, there's not a lot of people I'm sitting for Denver. And to be honest, I think the only receiver I have on the bench is K.J. Hamler. And that's just because I don't think there'll be enough uh, targets to go around. And he'll be the odd man out in that regard. Um, outside of Drew Locke, you know, Philip Lindsay, Melvin Gordon, 
I think you can start both of them. I think Melvin Gordon's the better play, and uh, you kind of know this from my podcast on my FanDuel lineup. I chose him as one of my backs because I think uh, between you know the receiving and the rushing yards, he's going to have a, a pretty fantastic game. Not to say Lindsey won't though. He doesn't need as many opportunities, and you know he's he's a bigger uh, big play guy, and. Uh, I think he's worth a flex play for sure in this matchup. Jerry Judy, he was dominant. And even before he was dominant last week, he uh, was able to get a lot of separation. He's actually gotten some of the biggest separation compared to everyone else in the league. Uh, And the problem's been the accuracy from the quarterback position. So uh, I, I think that's just going to keep improving. And Jerry Judy's definitely a play this week. Uh, and on top of that, Tim Patrick, he is a play as well, just because he's a guy that you gotta, you know, you can't help but not root for. Um, he, he he just does things the the right way in regards to he works hard. He was on the practice squad. He, you know, every time he had an opportunity, he took advantage of it. And here he is starting for the Denver Broncos after they had all that talent that they drafted and. Uh, the last couple of years. And if, yeah, I get that some of it was due to injury with Cortland Sutton and, you know, uh, Deshaun Hamilton. It hasn't played quite as well as what they were hoping, but uh, still a great story nonetheless. And in this matchup, he's definitely a start. And then Noah Fant doesn't necessarily have a good matchup in this one, but I just like this matchup with the Raiders. I think they're going to be passing a lot, focusing more on those receivers. And that's going to open things up for for Noah Fant uh, across the middle. And, you know, last year it was a given that you can start a tight end against the Raiders. And that's just not the case this year. They they do a pretty decent job. Um, For the Raiders, you're starting Derek Carr. Derek Carr is, you know, he's gotten the the keys to the uh, Raiders' offense. And and not the car. But uh, he... uh, He's going to be a good play against Denver. Denver's defense is a good defense, but they just, you know, the injuries that they've endured this year has been pretty tough, and it's hard for them to be consistent. So this really opens the door for Derek Locke to really pick apart that secondary, especially with A.J. Bowie. Uh, He doesn't look like he might play. And even if he does, he's going to be banged up. So I, I like this matchup a lot. I like it a lot. Uh, Hunter Renfro, I like him. Henry Ruggs, I like him. Those are only two Raider receivers I like, though. Uh, People are high on Nelson Aguilar this week. I have him on my bench. I don't think this is a Nelson Aguilar week. I think it's really going to come down to uh, the possession in the middle of the field, and uh, that's where Hunter Renfro shines more so than Aguilar. And then Darren Waller, again, not a good matchup, but you need to start Darren Waller because of who he is. And I really hate to do this, but I'm at the stage now where Josh Jacobs, that he's on my bench. I just don't think he'll do well against this Denver Bronco defense. They stopped the run pretty well. And it just seems like the Raiders as a whole are starting to sour on Josh Jacobs. You know, his opportunities running the ball have decreased. And uh, he's, he's not part of the passing game at all. So it's really hard to trust Josh Jacobs. And it's crazy because after that first week, you thought you, you know, maybe drafted a gem. And it's been pretty much downhill ever since then. But uh, I'm looking forward to this Denver Bronco Las Vegas Raiders game. I always like the you know any division games, but uh, you know this one always seems to uh, 
bring out a lot of uh, physicality and, and, and fire with these guys. The Buffalo Bills at the Arizona Cardinals. And the Arizona Cardinals are favored by a one and a half points. Um, I'm taking the Bills in this one. I know the Bills are traveling all the way to the West Coast, but the, the Cardinals don't really have home field advantage. And they've lost games at home that may, had you scratching your head. And then they've won games on the road where you thought they weren't going to win. So in this matchup, I just like the Bills. The way they're clicking right now, it's hard to argue with. And uh, I think they will beat the Cardinals by more than one and a half points. In regards to starting and sitting, you are starting Josh Allen. He is a beast. He is a must-start every week. You know, he went through a stretch where he struggled a little bit, but uh, that was only a couple weeks. And then, you know, you saw what he did to Seattle. Uh, the, the, the Cardinals, they're they're better against the quarterback, but they still give up points, and Josh Allen can score a lot of points. So regardless, you're starting him. Uh, Zach Moss, you're starting him. I like him better than Devin Singletary. He seems to, week by week, start taking more of that workload away from Devin Singletary. And he's more productive. He's catching more balls out of the backfield. Uh, really, Zach Moss is slowly taking over that number one back role. And I like Zach Moss in this matchup against the Cardinals. I think he has a really great game, and uh, you should be starting him. Uh, Stephon Diggs doesn't have that great of a matchup. You know, he's going to be on Patrick Peterson and some of those, uh, well, mostly Patrick Peterson. Uh, but it, it's not a horrible matchup. It's the middle of the road. But uh, the, as, many, as much as Stephon Diggs is targeted, you need to play him. Not that you'd bench him because he's a top 10 receiver. Uh, Cole Beasley, I actually like him more than John Brown. A lot of people have been really uh, high on John Brown this week. And I get it. He's got nine targets last week. He's a big play threat. He can do a lot. But against the Cardinals, I think they're able to contain him, and it's the slot receiver that is going to give them fits. That happens to be Cole Beasley. So I'm really on board with Cole Beasley in this one. And regards to, again, who you're going to sit, it's Devin Singletary, just because you can't keep throwing him out there, getting like 40 to 60 yards of total offense, and that's it. That's not winning you games. And, and like I said, his role's getting taken away. So, so you uh, need to pivot from Devin Singletary. John Brown, he's a bench. I don't think he has the explosive game people are predicting. And, in fact, I think he uh, uh, does uh, does well enough to be on your bench. Let's put it that way. <laughs> Dawson Knox, tight end. Don't need to talk about it. Tyler Croft. You know he's uh, he's a guy that uh, the the, uh, the Bills like to throw to a little bit more than Knox, but in this one I think they both can be on your bench. The Cardinals last year they were like the Raiders, worst team defending the tight end, and for whatever reason they were able to kind of fix that this year and they're they're not bad. And Max Williams going right to the Cardinals. Max Williams on the Cardinals tight end. He's a He's a great play this week. The Bills can't defend the tight end position, but I don't. They don't use the tight ends very much, and when they do, it's sporadic. So, all those Cardinal tight ends, Dan Arnold, Max Williams, whoever they decide to use, can be on the bench, and then everyone else basically can be started. I like Kyler Murray. 
Kenyon, Drake, Chase Edmonds. You know, if, if Drake doesn't play again, definitely Chase Edmonds. And I know we're kind of singing the same tune we did last week where you're like, you must start Chase Edmonds. He's going to be the player of the week. He's going to have a great game. And then he didn't. Uh, with this one, it's, it's kind of the same thing. You know, I, I think he can be productive against the Bills, but I don't think it's going, uh, going to be a top matchup. And especially the way the Bills use the running backs. Uh, Josh Allen is, uh, they, they use him quite a bit. Uh, rushing the ball, so that takes away from some of the running back's ability. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins, Christian Kirk, you're starting both of them. They have mediocre matchups, which, you know, Bills are uh, middle of the road defending the wide receiver, but both of those receivers are top-notch receivers, and, you know, you're not going to keep them on your bench. And I actually think Christian Kirk could have a pretty good day against the Bills in this one. So, uh, yeah, again, take the Bills to beat the Cardinals. They'll beat them by more than a point and a half. The San Francisco 49ers at the New Orleans Saints. I'm not going to lie. I saw this matchup on the schedule beginning of the season, and I had I was a little excited about this matchup. The Saints offense, the 49ers defense, the Saints defense against this 49ers offense. I just thought it was going to be a pretty intriguing matchup. Pretty exciting. Back to the old NFC West days when they used to uh, match up against each other twice a year. And in this one, the Saints are favored by nine points. And I, I get the injuries for the 49ers. You know, they're pretty decimated. But I don't see... And the Saints are playing some amazing football right now. Like, they're probably one of the top teams in the NFC they're at home, but I'll be honest, I'm going with the 49ers. I'm taking those nine points. I think the Saints win, but that's a lot of points. And the, the 49ers are a pretty disciplined team that even when they're missing guys, you know, I know they just got destroyed by the Packers, but I think they rebound a little bit in this one, and they, they put up a respectable fight. They're going to have some of those guys back from COVID, so it, they won't be as shorthanded as they were before. Regards to your starts and sits, I'm definitely starting Nick Mullins. Nick Mullins is a must-start. He's going against the Saints defense, who doesn't defend the quarterback position very well. I know he had a shaky outing last week, but uh, I think he makes up for it in this one, and he's he's a good play, and especially with the bye weeks and injuries and, and things going on. He potentially could be a guy. Two quarterback leagues, he definitely is a start. He, he could be one of those guys that you plug in there and ends up doing better than what you expect. And Brandon Ayuk, wide receiver, he gets a lot of targets. You can't ignore that. And against this uh, Saints defense, I think he has a, a stellar game in this one. And actually, he's the only receiver I think has a stellar game. With Debo Samuel being out, you know, is Richie James going to uh, keep getting some t looks? I mean, uh, I just, you know, Taylor, is, is Trent Taylor going to be getting looks? I, I just don't have confidence in anybody else but Ayuk. So play Ayuk. He's going to be the guy that's going to be the target hog in this game. And the Saints give up a lot of passing yards to the wide receiver. Um, Jordan Reed, Ross Dwelly, I think you can start both of them. I like Jordan Reed better. I think he's more athletic, 
And, you know, he got hurt, got on IR, just came back last week, and his game was okay, nothing great. Ross Dwelly, you know, got 60 receiving yards and seemed to be the better play at tight end last week. But uh, I think now that uh, he's had a week under his belt, Jordan Reed's going to be a pretty big play and uh, will really dominate this uh, Saints defense. The, the Saints really can't defend that position, and it's, uh, like I said, Jordan Reed's the more athletic tight end. Uh, you're benching everyone else. I, I'm going to hate to say this, but Jarek McKinnon, uh, Jamichael Hasty, basically anyone that's playing running back. You know, if Tevin Coleman's coming back, put him on your bench. I just don't really, I don't like this matchup. The the Saints defense, they, they have a lot of holes, but the one thing they're pretty good at is defending the rush. And I know the 49ers are really good at it, but with these injuries, uh, you know, I think they're going to load up the box and try to get Nick Mullins to force the, uh, you know, make him have to throw the ball. They're going to force him to throw, and I'm, uh, that's why I think he has a pretty good game is because I, I think he's capable of doing it, at least uh, good enough to be, you know, a, a, a top 12 play this week. Uh, the New Orleans Saints, Drew Brees, you're starting him. You know, the old man, beginning of the season, everyone's like, oh, you can see his age, he can't make those long throws anymore, you know, he's 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 declining. And Drew Brees, yeah, he's declining, he, he is, but, you know, when you, when you can throw it five yards to Alvin Kamara or, you know, eight yards to Michael Thomas or, you know, even Emmanuel Sanders could be, you know, he's a big play guy. You have the talent around you that they can turn a short gain into a long gain, and that's really helped Drew Brees out. Alvin Kamara, really bad matchup here. I, it's really bad. 49ers can defend the rush, but Alvin Kamara is so dynamic. You're starting him every week, so it doesn't matter. And that's the same with Michael Thomas. This isn't a good matchup for Michael Thomas, but if he's in there, you're playing him because he's one of the best. Everyone else is on the bench. You know, Latavius Murray. He's not going to do much in this matchup. Emmanuel Sanders, I don't like him. Traquan Smith, um, yeah. I, Jared Cook, even. I, I hate to say it, I don't like Jared Cook. And I've been on the Taysom Hill bandwagon the last couple weeks, so I actually should probably make him a pickup uh, offer, too. If he's listed as tight end, Taysom Hill might be a decent pickup the way they're using him. They're using him a lot in the, uh, you know, that Wildcat where uh, they fake the jet sweep and they, they run with him uh, you know right inside the tackle or outside the tackle and you know he's throwing the ball a little bit uh, you know he can catch the ball and uh, that's just such a wild card the, the issue is if you play him you're worried about the uh, you know he can definitely goose egg and disappoint but the uh, payoff could be huge too so we'll see but I like Taysom Hill a lot better than Jared Cook in this matchup and uh, again, I, I think the uh, 49ers are able to keep the Saints within uh, within nine points. So I would take the 49ers and, and get those nine points while you can. This next matchup is a battle of the NFC West. It's actually a good one. It's the Seattle Seahawks at the Los Angeles Rams. The Rams are favored by one and a half points. And I like the Seahawks in this one, you know, especially as bad as they looked against Buffalo. I think they uh, rebound in this one, and they pull off the victory. 
regardless, usually these games are a little bit lower scoring than what you envision. You know, you, you look at these two teams and really think it's going to be a high scoring game. And I don't think this one necessarily is. I, I think it might be lower scoring than what we think. Um, starting sitting wise for fantasy football, uh, starting Russell Wilson. It's a bad matchup for him. The Rams, you know, Aaron Donald's in that middle. He's a beast. You can't block him with anybody. You can't block him with one guy. You can't block him with two guys. You can put the whole line on him. He'll still penetrate. So that's that's tough to deal with. He's, you know, the defensive player of the year for a reason. And I, I see him getting a couple more sacks in this one. But regardless, it's Russell Wilson. You know, rushing yards, passing yards. He, he has the whole package, and it makes him worthwhile to to start in this in this one. DK Metcalf again, another bad matchup, but you're starting him. He's one of the top wide receivers, and you just you're gonna be playing him. And, and Tyler Lockett, I have as a sit, but I don't have him as a sit. Like, don't play him. It's it's more of like temper your expectations. I don't think this is Tyler Lockett's week. Uh, you know, it, it, DK Metcalf's gonna get most of the targets in this one. Lockett will uh, definitely be utilized, but I can see him getting like a 50 to 60, you know, yards, and 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 that's it. You know, if he gets a touchdown, then that will improve his, you know, output. But stat-wise, in regards to yards and targets, I, I think he's. Uh, I mean, the targets will be there, but uh, I, I just don't think he'll get the the yards that he'll need to be a solid play. And man. Outside of that, everyone else is on the bench. Um, DJ Dallas, Travis Homer, you know Chris Carson, if he ends up coming back and playing, all the tight ends, Greg Olson, Will Disley, Jacob Hollister, they're all there. They're all on the bench. I don't feel comfortable starting any of those guys against this Rams defense. And it's, it's going to be one of those games where it's Russell Wilson's going to have to, uh, you know, take on the, uh, you know, put the team on his back. And, uh, you know, they're going to have to ride him to victory. And, and I think they do. On the Ram side of the ball, Jared Goff, he is the play of the week almost. You know, he was one of my uh, three stars of the week the other day. Uh, the Seahawks matchup is amazing for, uh, for him. Jared Goff is going to be hitting guys left and right, whether it's Cooper Cup, Bobby Trees, uh, I, I think Josh Reynolds can get in on the action. Uh, they, they all need to be played, uh, except for Josh Reynolds. Cooper Cup and Bobby Trees definitely need to be played. I think they can be top plays. I think both of them can be top 20 wide receivers this week. Uh, they'll get a lot of volume, and uh, it's going to make Jared Goff look very good. Uh, everyone else is pretty much a bench, though. Daryl Henderson, he's hurt. He's going to come back. Who knows? You know, Malcolm Brown is there, but, you know, are they are they going to use him? Cam Akers is, is still there. He might be, you know, this might be his breakout. But against the Seahawks defense, that's tough to predict, and they're good at defending the running back, so I don't really like to start any of these guys. And the tight ends, Gerald Everett, Tyler Higby, I, I, I don't want to play that game. It's kind of like the... Uh, with the, the Seahawks on the other side. Olsen, Disley, Hollister, who knows who's going to get action in, in the whole conundrum. And with Everett and Higby, 
Higby had that three-touchdown game and looked dominant. Hasn't done much since. Everett's kind of been sneaking some targets away, and I just want to stand back and stand clear of that whole mess and, and not play any of those guys. Everybody ready for some AFC North football? Because this matchup is going to be physical and violent and dirty. And I say that because it's the Cincinnati Bengals at the Pittsburgh Steelers. And obviously it's not like the old days with uh, Vontez Perfect and uh, Pac-Man Jones. But uh, it, it's definitely, uh, the Bengals are tired of losing to the Steelers. The Steelers are favored by eight points. They're at home. And normally I would go with that and say, yeah, I think the Steelers will cover. But they look really tired lately. They've had three big games, you know, they all on the road. They played the Titans, they played the Ravens, they played the Cowboys, and each game they looked more and more tired. In this one, you know, I think the Steelers still are able to pull it off, but I think it's closer. You know, Joe Burrow, this is his opportunity to shine against a stellar defense. I think he plays all right. Um, not good enough to start him by, by no means, but decent enough to keep them in the game, and they stay within eight points in this one. In the regards to sitting and starting, uh, you're starting Ben Roethlisberger, of course. The Bengals can't defend the quarterback position. Roethlisberger is going to eat them alive. And here's the deal. I know he's on COVID restrictions, and uh, he hasn't tested uh, positive yet. He's All his tests have been negative, so it's looking like he's going to play. But uh, that means he's not going to get much practice in. And those reps are kind of important during the week. With an old hat like Roethlisberger, I don't think it matters. I think he still has a, a great game, and he's a top-12 quarterback. James Conner, we liked him last week. Uh, I like him this week against the Bengals. I would still throw him out there. I think the Steelers dedicate more time to the run, especially with Conner. And almost to a fault, they'll, they'll be using him, and he'll have a pretty good game. And then uh, Deontay Johnson, I just like him. He doesn't always need a lot of targets, but he, you know he can make a big play, and he gets a lot of targets from Roethlisberger, even though uh, you know he's had a a bad game last week. I, I think this in this matchup you need to be starting him and uh, Eric Ebron at tight end. The Bengals can't defend the tight end position at all. Eric Ebron just seems to be warming up. He's having better and better games every week. And uh, I think he'll be targeted a lot in this matchup. Benching-wise, I hate to say it, but Juju. Juju's time's done this week. He should be on the bench. Chase Claypool, same type thing. I don't think that Chase Claypool will have a, a, a big impact in this one. And after, you know, his huge game, he's he scored a touchdown the next week. But it's been pretty quiet after that. And until he starts picking it up a little bit, I wouldn't be confident starting him right now at this point. Uh, for the Bengals, Joe Burrow, like I said, the uh, the Steelers have never lost to a Heisman Trophy winning quarterback. And uh, well, I should take that back. Ben Roethlisberger has never lost to a Heisman Trophy winning quarterback. So that's a uh, that's a big deal, and it's part of my reason why you know I still obviously think Pittsburgh will win this. But Joe Burrow's going to represent. So uh, Joe Mixon, 
you know, he's hurt, he might not play, so then they'll have to pivot to Giovanni Bernard. It doesn't matter. Any one of those running backs need to be on the bench. Drew Sample, you don't start him even when he has a good matchup, so he's on the bench. And then A.J. Green, even when A.J. Green was dominant, the Steelers secondary was always had a plan and were able to contain A.J. Green. A.J. Green's never really had big games against the Steelers. And now that he's kind of declining, I don't see him having a good game in this one. So he can be on your bench with confidence. Starting-wise for the Bengals, Tyler Boyd, you know, in that slot position, I think he can do a lot of damage to the Steelers. He needs to be a play. He's from Pittsburgh area. He went to University of Pittsburgh. He uh, wants to represent to the you know his hometown uh, family and friends. So I, I like this matchup for Tyler Boyd and really think he has a, a great game. And then T. Higgins, he's the other guy I think will have a good game for the Bengals. I think it's going to be the Tyler Boyd-T. Higgins show, and they're both going to get a uh, – a lot of targets and a lot of yards. So, uh, regardless, you know these uh, AFC North football games. I just like watching them. I like the physicality in it, and uh, kind of brings you back to the uh, to old school football a little bit. This Sunday night spectacular is the Baltimore Ravens at the New England Patriots. The Baltimore Ravens are favored by seven, and I don't like that. I'm going with New England. I think New England, uh, with that defense, is able to... Well, I shouldn't say with that defense. Basically, the mix between Patriots defense and the Cardinals offense just kind of being in a lull. Uh, I think this game's a little bit closer than what we would like. And the Patriots are going to lose, but they're not going to lose by more than seven points. Uh, I don't have a lot of people starting in this one. I definitely think it's going to be a defensive battle both ways. Uh, like I said, I'm not sold on the way the Ravens' offense has been working, especially lately. They've been kind of in a rut. And, you know, the Patriots are starting to pick it up a little bit and, and playing better offense. But this Ravens' defense is pretty good. So for the Patriots, I have two people starting. I have James White, just because I think he can get a lot of uh, catches out of the backfield, receiving. He's, you know, a receiving fiend. He actually is more of a receiver than a running back. And uh, he'll get his uh, full share of targets in this matchup. And then Jacoby Myers. It's a bad matchup for him. But uh, with as much targets as he gets, you need to put him out there. And uh, I get that Marlon Humphrey's probably going to be the one on him. But uh, when you get that many targets, you, you got to. You know, you got to start him. Uh, that's a lot of opportunities. Uh, regards to everyone else, Cam Newton, Damian Harris, who I'm not even sure if he's going to play with his injury. I mean, he got hit pretty hard in that Jets game and, uh, you know, exited the game with uh, the chest injury, and I'm not sure he gets back. And Sony Michelle might come off the IR to replace him, but I don't like Sony Michelle in this matchup either. Rex Burkhead on the bench. And then, of course, Demir Bird, Nikhil Harry, uh, Ryan Izzo, any of the other Patriots are on your bench. Now, with the Baltimore Ravens, I like J.K. Dobbins and Gus Edwards. I, I think the uh, Ravens are going to be able to run all over the Patriots. And those are the two guys that are going to be the you know responsible for that. So I do like them, but Lamar Jackson in this one I don't like very much. And then you know Hollywood Brown, Willie Sneed, Miles Boykin, Mark Andrews. 
I don't like their passing game right now, and I don't feel confident starting them. I think you have better options in other places. So they should all be on your bench at this point. Now the very final game, the Monday Night Bonanza with the Minnesota Vikings at the Chicago Bears. And the Vikings are favored by two and a half points. And I don't buy it. Vikings are a good team, but uh, their defense is a little leaky for me. And, and I like the Bears' defense, so I'm going with the Bears in this one. The uh, regards to fantasy football, who you're starting, who you're sitting, I actually have a lot of starts for as much as a, of a defensive matchup I think this is. You know, and here's what my plan is on this one. Here's how I think the game flow is going to be. The Vikings kind of struggle a little bit because the Bears defense is good and then the Bears often struggles not because the Minnesota Vikings defense is any good it's because the Bears offense is so bad uh, Matt Nagy I don't know you know if you've heard but he's giving up play calling duties to the offensive coordinator so with Matt Nagy not calling the plays maybe the Bears offense wakes up and they're dominant but uh, we're not going to know that uh, until we see it and I, I just think that they're going to uh be their own worst enemies in this one and be the reason why they're not able to move the ball. So that's why, but I am taking the Bears just because I like the Bears defense better than the Vikings defense. So who you're starting, you know, you're starting Nick Foles. He's, I get it. I, I get why you wouldn't want to start Nick Foles. I wouldn't want to start Nick Foles either, but the Vikings defense is one of the worst at stopping the quarterback. And this is a game where Nick Foles can really dominate. And especially if they force feed the ball to Allen Robinson, uh, which they will need to do. I, I just like that matchup for that reason. Um, so you heard me mention Allen Robinson. You're starting him. This could be a breakout game for him. He's not that he hasn't had breakout games this year, but, uh, he's been kind of in a rut due to this offense. And I think with the new, uh, well, not the new, but the offensive coordinator calling plays now that uh, he's going to focus on Allen Robinson and he's going to dominate. Um, that's the same with Darnell Mooney. He is the other receiver. I, I think if they're focusing on Allen Robinson, Darnell Mooney can come up and have a really good game. So he needs to be on your radar because he can actually be a good start for your fantasy football league. And he's probably available on the waiver wire on top of that. Uh, Jimmy Graham, of course, you know, I, I left him for dead at the beginning of the season. Didn't think he was going to be uh, that productive. And he keeps having good matchups, and he has a good matchup in this one. So you need to play him. And, man, basically all the Bears you need to start because I have David Montgomery here too. Uh, you know, you know I'm not a fan of David Montgomery if you've listened to my podcast uh, previously. And that's fine. I'm still not a David Montgomery fan. But in this one, I really feel like David Montgomery could, uh, you know, score some touchdowns and really be an effective running back. For the Vikings, you're starting Dalvin Cook just because he's matchup proof. He doesn't have a good matchup in this one at all, but Dalvin Cook doesn't need good matchups to be dominant. He uh, consistently will get you 100 yards rushing and a touchdown at least. So I expect the same thing. It's just, I, I think Dalvin Cook's the best running back in the NFL right now. He's just so fun to watch. And, uh, you know, teams focus on him and it doesn't matter. He just grinds out yardage. You know, he gets the big play. And uh, he right now is the man. 
outside of that for the Vikings, I mean, Irv Smith, I think you can start Irv Smith as well. And uh, the Bears don't defend the tight end position very well. And Irv Smith has definitely taken over for Kyle Rudolph in targets. You know, he scored two touchdowns last week. And not that I expect two touchdowns, but I can see, you know, 50 yards and a touchdown in this one. But everyone else, Kirk Cousins, Adam Thielen, Justin Jefferson, Kyle Rudolph, I think the Bears kind of shut that down. And there's not going to be uh, very many uh, targets. Well, targets maybe, but not very many catches and yards for those guys. And uh, Kirk Cousins is really going to struggle in this matchup. So it should be a fun one. But, again, I'm, I'm taking the Bears to win this. And, uh Give me the two and a half points. All our research is complete. The work is done. Now all there's left to do is grab a beer, sit around on the weekend, and watch you some football games. Hopefully you win some money. You win your fantasy football leagues. Your favorite team wins. All the above. You're listening to the Burke and Miz the Wiz Montalban Fantasy Football Show. I am Ms. The Wiz Montalban, and please, you can find us at Spotify, Google, Apple, all the actually all the podcast channels. Please like us, review us, comment, do whatever you like. We appreciate every listen, and in the meantime, and until next week, cheers.